Robert. 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 This stripper's really good. Robert. <laughs> you really got the moves, Ribbit. I love it here, Ribbit. <laughs> Best bachelor party ever, Ribbit. <laughs> Music. Welcome to the New World Pictures Podcast, where we're going to talk about every single movie released by New World Pictures. I'm Ryan. With me, as always, is Mark. I love you. <laughs> and Erica. Eat lead, froggies! <laughs> That's right. We're talking about... We're, well, first of all, welcome to Sci-Fi July. Woo! All right. Man, it feels good to be out of June gloom, guys. Oh, no, I've, I'm missing June gloom already. I feel like... <laughs> oh, not me. Oh, man. Oh, I don't miss it serious. at all. Man, there's a is there a gloomy July that we could be doing right now? <laughs> nope. Like a, no, no, no. We're good. We're good. We are gonna have a good time talking about some sci-fi movies that New World released, starting with their very first movie, 1988's Hell Comes to Frogtown. In the future, after the big war, there will come a time to rebuild and a need for a new and special kind of soldier. This man is carrying a loaded weapon. Prepare to meet the next great American hero. That's where you come in. Are you serious? His name is... Hell. Sam Hell. Never heard of you. We're going to Frogtown. And this is the adventure he's been waiting for. We're gonna get him out, and then you're gonna get him pregnant. And if anyone's got a chance in hell of rescuing the virgins from the evil clutches of Toady. It's a miracle. Right. Let's go. And escaping from Frogtown. Go, 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 go! It's Sam. Holy shit! Be there for the action. (laughs) The adventure. Sam, what are you doing? And be there for the dance of the three snakes. Dance? gonna die when hell comes to frogtown starring rowdy ruddy piper as sam you are one weird dude sandal bergman as nurse spangle wired to blow hell comes to frogtown eat left froggies That's right, 1988's Hell Comes to Frogtown, brought to you by Coors Beer, the official beer of Frogtown. (laughs) That Rocky Mountain flavor tastes best when it's slightly radioactive. 
<laughs> you think the radioactivity made it a darker <laughs> ale? Because when they poured yeah. it, that was not the no, straw it was draft yeah. beer. That yeah. was, that was yeah, that was an ale. Yeah, or sorry, it, it, it was yeah. a brown ale. It was a brown ale. Yes, yeah. for sure, nut brown. <laughs> yeah. Well, there was a lot of nutting going on in this movie. Oh. oh, Lord. This is directed by R.J. Kaiser and Donald G. Jackson. Kaiser had started with New World as an editor, including working on Battle Beyond the Stars, Galaxy of Terror, which Donald Jackson also worked on in the visual defects uh, up department. Jackson was originally from Michigan, where he worked with the uh, Skotak brothers, Robert and Dennis Skotak, on his 1976 debut, The Demon Lover, and had moved out to Los Angeles to work with them for Corman and New World. Jackson and screenwriter Randall Frakes were hired to work on Galaxy of Terror on the night shift, setting up visual effects shots for the Skotak brothers to shoot during the day. And soon after Corman sold New World, Jackson convinced the new New World to buy his unfinished wrestling documentary, I Like to Hurt People. I imagine our old pal Tony Randall was in on that purchase, mm-hmm. much like he was in on this movie because he was executive in charge. Mm-hmm. Um uh, according to a 2007 article on Slam Wrestling, New World wanted the film for their home video line of Laserdisc. So, in 1984, they gave him money to shoot new footage to finish the documentary. I like to I like to hurt people. Did well for New World, according to Frakes. It made made them one million dollars. That's the the number I keep hearing from other people as well. So they hired Jackson uh, to do second unit on Grunt, the wrestling movie. And also bought Jackson's next project, which he shot on his own, Rollerblade, which they released on video. And that also did well for them. I think he made that for something like $75,000 or something like that, Um, which I can't wait to get to Rollerblade. That's... Rollerblade. Rollerblade is yet another post-apocalyptic, strange movie shot out in the desert. It's a real wild one. So excited to get that one. Uh, they released that on video, um, and then uh, Jackson enlisted Frakes to help him come up with another concept for New World after coming up with the title Hell Comes to Frogtown, based on an idea he had for a lead character inspired by a comic book called Scout and the Frogtown neighborhood in Los Angeles. With just a list of characters to go on, Frakes came up with a plot on the spot, and Jackson paid him an extra $500 to write the script in a week because he had to deliver a script to New World. According to Frakes, New World President Robert Remy's secretary was reading the script and was laughing at it. So Remy asked her what she was reading, and then he read it and he decided to move it out of the video division and put it into theatrical, raising its budget from 150000 at that point probably maybe even 300000 to $1.5 million. Mm. Wow. wow. At that point, New World wanted to add an additional director and brought in R.J. Kaiser to the mix to oversee the production he was actually hired initially as a consulting editor but was made co-director so that he can make sure that they could make their days like i said it's written and produced by randall frakes he's a longtime friend of jim cameron that's how he started working at new world um and he actually helped cameron write his first short film exogenesis and he did the novelizations for the first two terminator movies and uh, as i said frakes met donald jackson working for new world pictures uh and uh wasn't sure about roddy piper who does star in the movie who suggested it i believe tony randall suggested roddy piper as the lead and of course donald g jackson was like heck yeah because he knew him because he was also into wrestling uh the part uh this part would actually get 
Roddy uh, noticed for John Carpenter's They Live, which would open later the same year in November. Hmm. Banner year for him. Uh, this is also when he said he had he had retired from wrestling. Mm. I read an article where he said, I'm now an actor. Crazy Swedes. Of course, he would go back to wrestling, but he would still continue to act in movies and TV yeah. shows. It's like going to the eye doctor. We all have to go. Once, to a go. once a year, once a year, you got to go. Mm-hmm. You, you got go, to go. go. And you got to go to the eye doctor. Mm-hmm. All Did the youngs that listen to this podcast are like, I don't go to the <laughs> eye doctor, you old fart. Uh, you think there's youngs <laughs> listening. Um, I, want, I got that, a dream. I got a dream, Mark. Did you say that he worked on My dream, my Demon Lover with Scott Valentine? No, not that one. Shit. No, no. I was like, oh, <laughs> no. we got a new the, world. The Demon oh. Lover, not My oh. Demon Lover. And believe me, I had the exact same thought. I was like, Oh shit! He did my demon lover, badass. No, no, not not that one. Hmm. No, it's gotta uh, be a way for us to weave in uh, my demon lover and if looks could kill into this podcast. There's got to be we, a way. I'll figure it out, Mark. <laughs> Your many requests have been heard. <laughs> you bring it up weekly. I, okay, I, with, I'm gonna find a way. <laughs> I can't wait for us to watch if looks could kill and you for, for you to go. You know what? I remember it being better. <laughs> so apparently, um, Tony Randall. Now, Tony Randall. I'm assuming now the reason is is because I listened to the uh, the director's commentary and they keep talking about the executive at New World. But Tony Randall is thanked at the end of the credits. And so I have to think that he was the guy in charge. Plus, he was the suit. He was the suit at the time. And sure. he was the one showing them footage of Roddy Piper and saying, I think this guy would be good. I, and we we know, because we talked to Tony Randall, he's a big fan of wrestling, especially mm-hmm. the older wrestling. So I, I, can't, I have to think it's him. But what's funny is that in that commentary, they never bring up RJ Kaiser. They only call him the other director. <laughs> and they always bring up the executive at New World. And there's sometimes they could be talking about somebody else too because there were other producers that were added. But I think Tony is the executive. Um, according to RJ Kaiser, it was between Piper and actor Ed Marinaro, who at the time was a well, well known for his part on the TV show Hill Street Blues. Mm. But I don't believe Marinaro ever made a project for New World Pictures. This was probably going to be the other one. And the other actor that Frakes and Jackson really wanted was Tim Thomerson. But New World was like, no thanks, because we already did the wrong guys with him. Mm-hmm. He also showed up, I believe, in the very first Incredible Hulk TV movie that New World te- Television made. And they were like, we've done enough with Tim Thomerson. Yeah, I'm glad we got that one out of the way so we don't have to watch it. We did not get that one out of the way. We got we already did the death of the Incredible Hulk. There's two more Incredible Hulk <gasps> movies, Mark. Yay! Uh, two more. Two more. Marks, miserable, marvelous May. Two more marks, miserable, marvelous Mays. We're going until 2025. We are going until 2025. <laughs> the fact that hey. we went from Marvel movies to June gloom, and just, Mark was happy about it, I, is yes. really something. Yeah. And I just have to say, New World made many more depressing movies than they made marvel movies that's so the yeah. jokes on both of you. yeah because mm-hmm. we will be out of uh mark's miserable marvelous may and into year six of june gloom going jeez. <laughs> uh this also stars of uh, outside of roddy piper a very familiar new world cast starting with sandal bergman of conan the barbarian mm-hmm. fame 
She was also in Alan Holzman's Program to Kill. Uh, I had read somewhere, and I tried to find, I couldn't remember where, but she had signed a three-picture deal at New World. I need to confirm that, but wow. I'm throwing that out there. Yeah. Of which only, I, I I can only see 1988's Candyland came to fruition. So then she got, and they had to wait for her to finish Candyland before they could shoot was this. It, was it based yeah. on the game? <laughs> it's Candyland with a K. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, so the online game, the so, app? So, yes. <laughs> <laughs> for that for that 80s startup, mm-hmm. Candyland. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The adult version of Candyland. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and then Frakes wanted uh, Pam Greer and says Pam Greer was interested. Now, I think they wanted her actually, um, these are old notes. They wanted her for... Uh, the other main lady in the sh- in the movie, um, Citronella or Cardarella? Citronella, 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 like yes. the thing that like the, wards the, the, off mosquitoes. Yeah, wards off mosquitoes. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So I they swear wanted, I watched this twice. <laughs> they wanted her for Citronella, and it's a not new Citronella. world <laughs> did not did not want Sentinella? her. Sentinella, 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 like the street that's that sounds fem- similar to the plant that wards off mosquitoes. Yes, very similar. But also, uh, William Smith from New World Pictures' very first release, Angels Die Hard. We had Rory, Rory oh, Calhoun Rory from Calhoun. Angel and Avenging Angel. Christy Summers, who plays Arabella underneath all that makeup. She was actually in Girls Just Want to Have Fun. Oh, really? And oh. Lee Garlington, who's very briefly seen in a character that I think Tony Randall insisted upon, which is... Uh, the black and white TV screen lady who's given you a lot of inf- mm-hmm. important information. Yeah. I think that was something that Tony Randall was like, I think I think we need a little bit more guardrails on this, mm-hmm. on this, is my guess. And so that was something that I guess Donald Jackson did not want, but they put it in anyway. So she's also from Meet the Applegates and an episode of Sledgehammer. So mm. lots of New World faves uh, faces. Yeah. Favorite faces. Favorite faces. Um, here's where you can watch... Uh, Hell Comes to Frogtown, Tubi, Pluto, also a Vinegar Syndrome Blu-ray, which is how we watched it. Mark, how did you watch it? I watched it on Tubi, actually. Tubi, Tubi. <laughs> I did it just to get that. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I watched it on Tubi. Okay. It looked really good. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're probably using the the, the New World, or sorry, the Vinegar Syndrome uh, print, which is really good. Looks yeah. really, really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what now? It's time to talk about what this movie is about, Mark. Let's start with you. What is Hell Comes to Frogtown about? You know, Ryan, this movie is about friendship. Mm. It's about the importance of relationships. God. Because so the true. people you meet today, the the friendships that you build today, could last a lifetime, and you could find yourself in a frog town at a bar, and run into a friend that you made. A friendship that you established years ago. Mm-hmm. And that person could save your fucking life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and die in the process. Yeah. But you'll say to yourself, thank God we became friends. Fast friends. Fast friends. Yeah. And I think it's important that we all take note that friendships, they're that important. They are. Mm-hmm. They are important. Mm-hmm. Erica, what is this movie about? Ah. <sighs> There's a lot of different things that it's about. It's about friendships, like Mark said. It's about, you. Um, you know, procreation mm-hmm. and how to mm-hmm. how to keep the population going. But I think 
the most important lesson is that, you know, frog people are just like us. There's some that are, you know, funny, some that are serious, some that are strong, some that are weak, some that are gorgeous. They're just like us, you know? So maybe just take a minute and just look them in their eye, their little one or two eyes, or if they have glasses (laughs) on, or maybe they have a eye patch. Look in their little froggy eyes and just... Just see. They might just be like you and me. Some of them are probably just misunderstood. Just trying to just frog their way through Frogtown. (laughs) Ryan? (laughs) Ryan? Radioactive. (laughs) What do you think this movie's about? Well, to me, this movie is just a reminder that when life hands you lemons, you gotta make sex with every woman in the wasteland. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. When you're a virile person and you meet other people mm-hmm. that aren't a barren wasteland in their innards, mm-hmm. you got to make good with that. Got to make good with it. Mm-hmm. Got to make good with it. And it would be the one dude with that haircut that would be the last yeah. dude yeah. who yeah. who is who's yeah. responsible for procreation. Sure. Be a real feathered bangs. A real bro. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. A real yeah. bro looking for the last coors <laughs> left on earth. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It wouldn't just be. Yeah, never mind. I'm not gonna let that joke's good enough. Let's just let okay. that stand. All right, all right. We'll allow it. That's one Judge. Ryan, one point Ryan. There we go. Here's the letterbox synopsis. Uh, we're on letterbox. Oh, Follow us there if you will. Um, this is a. This is, it feels like half done, and, it's, and yet Uh-oh. it's long. Here oh, we go. God. It feels like somebody was just writing this all out. Hell is the name of the hero of the story. Okay. Correct. <laughs> Correct. That's the opening. Yeah. <laughs> so you're dissecting the title as, as the way to do your premise. Okay. All right. He's a prisoner of the women who now run the USA after a nuclear biological war. Well, I mean, he broke the law. He brought it on himself. Results of the war are that mutants have evolved and the human race is in danger of extinction due to infertility. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Correct. All of that's true. Correct. Hell is given the task of helping in the rescue of a group of fertile women from the harem of the mutant leader, mm-hmm. resembling a frog. Oh, no, he's not resembling. No, he, he no, is, no. He is a frog. He's he in is fact a frog. a frog. He is a full is on a frog. frog. Yeah. yeah. He is a full ass frog. <laughs> Hell cannot escape since he has a bomb attached to his private parts, <laughs> which will detonate if he strays more than a few hundred yards from his guard. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's all correct. I, but also, did like a child write this? I yeah. Just, <laughs> this the sentence like, structure so this simple is, and adorable. This is like a nine-year-old's uh, book report on Hell Comes to Frogtown. And they just wanted to say hell a bunch because they were like, yeah, hell. <laughs> I have to say it. It's the guy's name. Yeah, I'm not cussing. And it is more specifically a chastity belt that he's wearing, right? But he can, it's, he can it's open almost it like, up. But it, I, I, can he or do they? I think she... Think, well, there's like that flap. But the flap, I think, can he open the flap? Or yes, does, there's a so. flap. So but it's like, it's like a metal chastis, chastity tashiki, right? <laughs> I was picturing it because they don't ever show it. And so I was picturing it and I was imagining like... um. <laughs> Like like a diamond and then like just with the schlong like hanging out the front. Right. 
like this, like I'm doing it. Listeners, I'm kind of showing the guys <laughs> a visual here. Uh-huh. Right. Doing the diamond, and then I'm wagging my finger like the schlong. <laughs> but it's going to, there's a thickness there. So when, after it gets through, it's only going to have this much. Oh, because maybe. Because you've got yeah, the you're metal. Right. You're you're missing you're missing a lot there. Mine was a little bit looser, I guess. I mean, it's truly just the tip with him. Oh, oh yeah. just the tip. Well, and, just I, and the tip. Citronella was trying to get in on that tip, and I was like, "That's going to be very uncomfortable." Yeah, yeah. There, there you go, listeners. There go. If you could be there watching this, yeah, I'm, I'm revising my model. Erica's here. giving us a very specific <laughs> demonstration <laughs> that the nine-year-old who wrote the synopsis would be very pleased with. <laughs> would be laughing. Speaking of what this movie is about, wait—is that it? That's that's it. That's, that's it. Wait, that's it. That's that it? is the end of the letterbox and That's it. Yep. Wow. That's all you need to know. That's all. That's all. They, they, I feel like they didn't watch this whole movie. Yeah, they got through a part of it, and they're like, "I've written <laughs> good a lot. enough." I feel like I've written a lot. Good enough. <laughs> I don't want to keep going. I totally missed out on the Devlin part of this story. The what? Devlin, the the guy that's trying to kill him at the very beginning, and then comes back at the end. Yes. Yeah. Mm. The, you mean the William Smith character? Yeah. Yeah. Whose name is Devlin? In the, in, they don't go by I William understand. Smith in the, in the movie. I'm just trying to let the listeners know. Oh, right. Okay. Oh, right, listeners. <laughs> oh, right. oh, wait. Oh, this oh, isn't shit. just for us? Right. So do you think that uh, Nicole Kidman's character in Just Go With It, that her name of Devlin was taken from this? Oh, and could, Lord. Could you say that this is... Part of the just go with it universe. I don't even know what you're talking about. I have not seen just go with it. I'm so glad you have. But the Adam Sandler movie, uh, just go with it, where he has to fake being married and he's going to Hawaii. Is that Nicole Kidman? Though Nicole Kidman, her character's name is Devlin. Oh, okay. Isn't that Jennifer Aniston? Jennifer Aniston's in it, but her that's not. Her name is not Devlin. I <laughs> have not character. seen this. You're t- you're talking to two people who have not seen this movie. You <laughs> rolled the dice on whether or not we saw this movie. About it. <laughs> and you're getting pissed. Uh, you t- you rolled the dice on that one. I'm just saying you, the kids oh, yeah. are the Devlin kids are Adam. D- yes. Adams. All right. And yes. she's the nemesis in the in the movie. I mean, we believe yes. you. they 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 jumped ahead in the future and said Devlin sounds like a good name. <laughs> Let's go back to 1987. No, I'm just saying, do you script. think that the people behind Just Go With It mm. were like, you know what's the perfect name for the enemy in this movie? I just watched Hell Comes to Frogtown. Let's use Devlin as the name. And that's all they took. <laughs> this is a giant cast. Now I'm in a, now I'm in a Just Go With It wormhole. The, the, I guess the perfect well, double here, I guess. Because also Jennifer Aniston hated Devlin so much that she taught her kids that it's you're, you're not taking a shit, you're doing a Devlin. Mark, did, you're you, gonna, oh, wow. did you watch the wrong movie? <laughs> wow. Did you watch another movie other than Hell Comes to Frogtown? I'm just, I'm just saying. Because so far your notes <laughs> on Just Go With It are really full. But this one, the one we're talking about, not so much. But when, when Nicole Kidman and Jennifer Aniston do the do the the hula off, where they're trying to out hula each other, ah, oh, oh, it is. And Dan Patrick is the MC. Oh my god, wow. hilarious! Wow. It is hilarious. I can't wait for us to maybe one day watch that. Kidman comes to Frogtown. <laughs> 
But going back to the beginning of the movie, this is the opening. Which movie? <laughs> Very good point. Going back specifically to Hell Comes to Frogtown, which is the movie we all agreed we were going to talk about. So far, <laughs> it's been about 80-20, just go with it. <laughs> but but let's, let's try to boost that 20% for Hell Comes to Frogtown. <laughs> We swear this is still sci-fi July. <laughs> yeah, right. Not Nicole oh. Kidman and Adam Sandler movie July. Oh. Uh, but l- let's talk about the opening um, narration. In the latter days of the 20th century, there arose a difference of opinion. The leading experts at the time believed a nuclear war would only involve the exchange of a few bombs, and then the suitably horrified combatants would sit down at the peace table. They were wrong. In just 10 days, 10,000 years of human progress was virtually blown to dust. Ten years later, they tried again. I thought it was weird that ten years later they tried again and thought, well, maybe ten years ago we just didn't do it right. Mm -hmm. So let's try bombing everything one more time and see if that gets us to all sit down at the table and negotiate yeah i mean besides the fact that she says there was a difference of opinion that led to a massive nuclear war which was really basically the letterbox synopsis person's version of what happened in this right it does Mm -hmm. feel like a little bit of lazy writing when you're like there's a difference of opinion Mm -hmm. but that's also gotta keep it tight we gotta keep it tight this is 30 seconds but that's also the first hint that this movie's not taking itself seriously sure of course of course like it's just a difference of opinion so there was a nuclear war yeah, that's funny. We just couldn't agree on trade routes, so we just decided. <laughs> well, no, but that that would be, that would almost make more sense. But just saying a difference of opinion is kind of like, like, come on, you yeah. get that joke. That's pretty mm-hmm. funny. Yeah, yeah. And this movie's full of a lot of those jokes that they 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 go past you, and then you're like, wait a minute, that was yeah. really funny. I should yeah. rewind and, and catch that one again mm-hmm. because it doesn't. Oh, wait, wait. Are you talking about Hell Comes to Frogtown or you're talking about Just Go With It? No, <laughs> Just one? Go With It. You know exactly that you are watching one of the most hilarious movies of the 2011 year. But this movie, I'm saying... <laughs> wait, did you say the 2011s? <laughs> the 2011s. And then he followed it with the 2011 year. Yeah, well... the year. <laughs> That's how fucking good it was. You had to say it twice. Yeah, I mean, I can hardly get it out. Do you guys remember what the best movies of the 2011 year were? <laughs> no, but I could tell you my top picks of the 2011s is. <laughs> hey, just go with it, guys. <laughs> That's what Mark calls them from from 2011 to 2019. He calls them the 2011s. Is. <laughs> <laughs> but the other, the other thing is that that uh, uh, well uh, that if there were two nuclear wars, right? What would remain? <laughs> nothing, right, right? right? There would be nothing. Nothing. So nothing. that extra, like they also did that ten years later. They also did it. Like I don't think you need that. <laughs> Everybody would be dead. Everyone would. Did be they dead. just spend the ten years making more bombs? Right. Because they're like, well, we ran out. Mm. They're trying to make one still in in Frogtown. And I'm like, Devlin is trying to make one. He's trying to get all the materials. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. To do what? What does he want to do with another one? I don't know. I mean... Just kill all the women? I I think it was to kill the women so that the men could take over again. That's what he kind of (laughs) says in his speech. Which seemed to have gone real well for them. (laughs) I mean, if it wasn't already a movie about a dude who just has... Who is the government forces him to have sex with women. It's like... Okay, this is written by dudes, like a hundred percent. Right. Then there's a guy at the end who's like, "I hate women. I they're like always in charge." Well, they've got us by the short hairs, is what he says, which is a a really gross way to phrase anything, (laughs) and a gross thing to think about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, forces you to think about it. Yeah, which is you're forcing me to think about it. I didn't want short hairs. Your pubes. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I don't know what I thought it would be, but I guess which, 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 your eyebrows, I your know, arm like hair, your eyebrows, or your, like your—I don't know—back of your neck. I wasn't sure. Your overgrown hair on the back of your neck, your arm hair. I don't know. I don't call them the short hairs. Yeah, that's the pubes. Sh- I didn't know they had multiple. I'm not like, oh, he's got me by the short hairs. <laughs> this this, uh, this oh movie's about life. It's, it's an educational film. It's an educational, educational movie. Educational. I really, I don't. I guess I watching that. I didn't realize what he meant by that. Huh? Okay. Hmm. I just, you know, we've talked about a lot of these post-apocalyptic movies. I'm glad you guys got more out of that. I thought it was kind of a comical way to start the movie because they always start with some sort of massive voiceover, mm-hmm. and this one seemed to clear up very little. Yeah. It only like set the bed a little bit or like right. set set the story up a little bit so that right. you're not completely confused as to what's happening. Right. But then it really doesn't explain everything that's going never touches on and then there were frog people. Right, right. That's just so, a yeah. fun surprise you get later. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> and how did they come to exist other than I the humans treated them poorly and they then were part of some toxic waste and were they frogs that became people or people that became frogs? I don't know. I don't know. They, we'll never know. <laughs> we'll never know. We'll never, we'll never, never, we'll never, never, never know. know. But they act a lot like people. They have bars. They have jobs, seemingly. Um, yeah. One of them's kind of like a king, I guess. Yeah. What? Yeah. A king who of Frogtown. Yeah. Of Frogtown. The king of Frogtown. Yeah. They have, they have games. They're not they, allowed to have guns. We know that from the weird. opening. The opening does the scene does at least tell us that they're not supposed to have guns, mm-hmm. which is a fact that... You really have to strain to remember later, even yeah. though this has a very good running time. Like this yes. coast by twenty six. This is yeah. really coast by. But you know, I was checking that running time. <laughs> I was like, oh, one twenty six, delicious. <laughs> Shorter than cries and whispers. Thank. I mean, everything is. <laughs> <laughs> everything is even the longest movie we watched is shorter than that but the but, but when we get to guns later you have to kind of remind yourself oh right they're not allowed to have guns right right that's why they kept that scene in the first mm-hmm. place in the very beginning mm-hmm. because it doesn't tell us anything about uh, our main character uh doesn't tell it doesn't introduce to anybody what we're gonna see throughout the movie but also, it, didn't you think that the frog people also had like really humanistic legs? They did. That's, Most of them did. I thought yeah. they would have yeah. like froggy yeah. legs, like mm-hmm. like real, 
real bendy like hold on let me just show you guys <laughs> like they would have like real bendy legs that's the example now she's, now she's showing that's, the now she's showing the little dingling that's, through the that's through the, the penis chastity. example that's oh the, yeah. wow i'm sorry i'm sorry let me just do the frog legs nope still a penis you added you're doing frog that's legs right. but you're adding a penis with your thumb you sure yep that's still a penis <laughs> No, but I thought they would have like more ribbity legs. Like yeah. I thought they would like have like more like bouncy like. You know what else I really wanted? Like frog legs. Yeah, mean. like frog legs. Like ribbity legs. You mean crazy sweets? <laughs> like bouncy ribbity legs, like frogs have. Like is that what, frog legs. Is that what you think frogs have? Just regular frogs, small frogs, regular yeah. small frogs. They have ribbity legs. Yeah. <laughs> they're like kind of folded, and then they're like ribbity ribbity. No. <laughs> And then there's that one from Looney Tunes who's like, hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. And he was always like kicking his legs out. The like WB this. frog? Yeah. <laughs> Not Disney, but. No, Looney. Well, she said Looney Tunes. That's oh, all Looney WB. Tunes. Sorry. Yeah. I, that's my fault. I was really hoping there'd be one They like don't that. own everything yet. Yeah. <laughs> Not yet. Give it time. I was hoping they would kind of pan that bar or pan like another part. And there'd be like one little kind of like one with the top hat just in the corner. Like, we needed more variety yeah, of frogs for the sure. The few that you get to see are great looking. The only one, I'll save it. But there's only one. This is this is the episode to talk about. Oh, oh, okay, great. I'll go to it. Are we are we ready for things we love and things we hated? Is it time? Oh, okay. This is this something you love or hated. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's time. Just... Okay. Things we loved and things we. <laughs> we jumped way ahead. <laughs> We used our ribbity legs to jump ahead in this episode. Jumped right ahead. Oh, yep. Did I skip some stuff? What did I skip? Just the movie. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I thought we'd brought it up to a cool 70-30, just go with it versus (laughs) how it comes to Frogtown. So now it's time to jump towards the end. Go ahead. What what is something you love there? Yeah. What is something you love? Come on. I love the frogs. They look great. Yeah. Okay. Did, yeah, I yeah. agree. They look I agree. Great. Yeah. When we when we right. they look great. Great. Yeah. Great. Okay. I agree. And they were made by a special effects artist named Steve Wang, who's also a director. He directed a couple of the Guyver films and Drive. <laughs> and Erica's still making the. <laughs> now she's got the. Are those ribbity? Is that a ribbity Wang? <laughs> Nope, still, still a penis. Still uh, but a penis. he was early in his career in terms of doing special effects, but he had already worked on Harry and the Hendersons, <gasps> Predator, and the Monster Squad. Wow. wow. But I think in this one, he was kind of doing it himself. The one thing that didn't change as the budget increased was the money going to him. Mm. Mm. So he did not get any more money. So whatever he was making, that's what he made. And I think he probably made next to nothing on this movie to, to make all the frogs that he did make that's sad to but hear. it would been it would have been great to have a few more frogs and it's strange that they Shit, didn't give back him to more june money. bloom yeah here we go <laughs> always bringing it back <laughs> ain't no money at all um mark were you impressed with the vehicles in this movie um not really um <laughs> oh okay well anyway so another thing that i liked because <laughs> No, were, but, you, were you impressed with the I, vehicles? I thought that might be something that it? you loved, but what is something that you loved, Mark? How uh, were the vehicles and just go with it? <laughs> they didn't really have vehicles. It was in Hawaii. Uh, Steve Wang 
Uh, he made what he made up. Uh, he did all the frog makeup for twelve thousand dollars. Yeah. Wow. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That was that's impressive because it does Holy look crap. They I read really that before good. I saw the movie or watched the movie and was like, wow, they look really good. That, and they look kind job. of wet. Yeah. Like they mm-hmm. look a little wet and the eyes look wet. Not all of their eyes move, but the ones that do move look really good. On the Blu-ray, he's interviewed. And I believe there's only a few of the frog heads that actually has the mouth move. Mm-hmm. So he then he made a lot of like just regular mm-hmm. frog faces for those yeah. people that didn't have to do any communication. Those mouths did not move. Mm-hmm. And they didn't have like the extra sort of slime or, or sort of, you know, Frog wetness sweat. to them yeah. right. frog sweat, frog sweat. Right. on their ribbity yeah. legs um well, no they don't have ribbity legs they have human because they always wear pants right. they wear pants so uh something that i loved and i'm i'm gonna go a little long here but oh. uh-oh something that i loved was hey, just wait. go with it all right <laughs> trust me i am <laughs> something always does something I, loved, <laughs> something I loved about that is i mean how good dave matthews is in that movie he's oh. really really good jesus so, back to eighty twenty. <laughs> but but this movie represents a sliver of time in the 80s where we were really into kind of weird sci-fi sort of comedy movies Now you could argue yeah. big trouble in little china is a little bit of that mm-hmm. where it gets a little sci-fi element but we had like what remo williams the adventure begins and you had buckaroo bonsai and it was like there there was these movies being ice made. pirates ice pirates <laughs> To a degree, yes. I mean, they were definitely trying to be a comedy. And and I rented that thing a lot. <laughs> this, the Space Herpes always gets a laugh. Um, but I don't know if these movies were really successful. And I don't know who, right. what what kind of target marketing or what, what kind of surveys were you running when you were like, you know what? I think we found a niche that we can really tap into. I don't know that they were really surveying their audiences for this i think it was just like a there was a time when they thought this could be its own genre of just sci-fi sort of comedy sort of could all come together and so i love that this movie is one of the best and really is taking i mean it's taking a lot of cues from other movies there's the car chase scene where they're chasing down one of the fertile women and it's being it's done Mm -hmm. sort of in a uh, escape from New York, going over the bridge way of using um, some sonar to go to to help them locate where this person is in the desert. Um, it has some some callbacks to um, Raiders of the Lost Ark. There's like a lot of different like winks at different movies and genres, and it well, all comes together really. They, they would have all really... worked on Escape from New York too, because that's you know the special effects crew like R.J. Kaiser, and mm-hmm. they all would have worked on that. I believe Randall Frakes worked on that too. I think. I think Donald Jackson worked on that one as well. So they all probably would have had some hand. So they making some allusion to Escape from New York. They also make allusion to Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like yep. they, yeah, you know, yeah, they, totally. There's lots of homages in this right. movie, and it and it works really well, and it's really fun. And when you when you realize that it's more comedy, and it's definitely not going to take itself seriously. You can really get into it, and and. You know, you can really go with it, as some people might say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I, <laughs> I also really liked. Uh, uh, I liked that it was. I, there was. There should have been a world where Roddy Rowdy Piper was more successful than Steven Seagal. 
And mm. if he had been I in those movies that. instead of Steven Seagal, imagine how much better those movies mm. would have been. And the fact that he didn't hit it big. I'm not saying that he was made to be a Harrison Ford, but he could have. He could. How did Steven Seagal have a bigger career than Rowdy Roddy Piper mm. as an actor? That doesn't. That that seems like just. There should have been at least one nuclear war to get over that misunderstanding. Yeah. <laughs> well, <clears throat> I think he got into it just a little bit earlier, just like a year earlier. I'm trying to think of Steven then, Seagal. You mean? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Better agent, maybe. Yeah. And, and he had it's probably um, something that simple. He had Andrew Davis working, uh, directing like his early one of his earlier films or two of his earlier films. I'm trying to think, but uh, so I think he had pretty strong budgets and pretty strong studio backing for his earlier films. And that's why, I mean, he Seagal has spent the past 15 odd years making these little tiny straight to streaming movies. Yeah, the devil works hard, but Steven Seagal's manager works harder. <laughs> seriously, seriously. Where he has to do the minimum of effort on these things. And I do agree. I mean, Roddy Piper's no longer with us, but he should have had at least 30 of those movies. And I would have watched all of them. A hundred percent. You know, where he was <clears throat> 100%. doing a Seagal kind of move, you know. Ryan, so Mark didn't like, uh, I already said the, the frogs. I was oh, okay. also saying on the frogs. So the pink car that they drive across the desert was not didn't do it for you, but also isn't it not a very conspicuous vehicle to drive across the desert? It's like a pink you're... PT Cruiser, isn't it? Like, yeah, what's well, the... but it'd be like a, I think it's a 1960s version of like the PT yeah. Cruiser was trying to emulate that. Oh, mm-hmm. that was the original yeah. what they were yeah. using exactly. Okay. okay, which that would have been more of like a delivery van back in the day. Mm. I will say, I mean, since we're we're jumping around here my favorite scene we're using our ribbity legs to jump all over the (laughs) place mark yeah my favorite scene is when they blow up the pink car and the reason why is whoever owned that car did not want it blown up so when you see the scene where it got blown up you can tell that all they did was carefully dismantle the car (laughs) (laughs) and then they set it the parts next to what looks like a burned out core Obviously, with the intention that we're going to put this back together afterwards. I believe. They were, like, we're going to blow up your car. Like, no, 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 no. No, you're not. No, I love this car. Yeah. Uh, we can take it apart, but we are not blowing this up. Yeah. Because I'm taking this home. It, the, that person would be Donald Jackson. Oh, really? Because he loved those kinds of cars. I huh. think it's a Plymouth. Yeah, I think so. And, I think the Plymouth is the one that the frogs are driving. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Right, right, yeah. right. Okay. So, but the one he had, he got two of those cars, I think mm-hmm. he said. One for the for them to make into the pink car and another one that he souped up and drove around. <laughs> That's doing it right. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So, like, he loves those kinds of cars. Right. So, I think the person that didn't really want to ruin all those things And was you probably can him. tell because the parts are all perfectly laid, like, next to each other, but not not hurting like and they're not on they're fire. not gonna get dented right they're just they're gonna That's be fine true. and i, I loved that. that huh or just a perfect direct hit yeah <laughs> that just blew off everything <laughs> in per in perfect proportion and only burned it, out the dashboard it, it melted yeah. all the screws <laughs> perfectly and perfectly. that was it but just perfectly. that just, just the that. screws just that um, the scene where we talked about earlier that we just talked about where he, they're chasing that woman through the desert mm-hmm. 
and then like they force Roddy to like have sex with her but he's like I don't know she's so dirty I'm like (laughs) like wasn't Roddy looks like he stinks to high heaven am I wrong (laughs) like I really I love Roddy Piper he's great in this but he looks like he smells yeah but there are still tears of hygiene (laughs) and I don't know. I never saw just go with it. So tell me more. <laughs> That's not even go. Just go with it. Um, but I would say he would be probably the first to admit that he doesn't smell good, but she smells worse. Okay. So okay. Y- you're going to have moments where you're like, I can handle up to a certain amount of mm-hmm. funk, but then I'm out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, at this point he is an employee. So, right. you know. He's he's got to be provided a safe workplace. Uh, you know, he has to sure. have an environment where he can feel free and comfortable to lodge a complaint or a request and be heard. Mm-hmm. And that's fair. Which he wasn't. Yeah. No. He wasn't. Though he somehow... How did he clean her up? Because he did. He got her a new outfit. He he cleaned her up. How did that happen? That was a tongue bath. <gasps> oh. Yeah. Like like a cat. Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> Yikes. That would have changed this movie feels like um <clears throat> if you took out some of the nudity, it would be PG. Yeah. Some. There's there the, what's the titty can out of Erica? Well there's the Three? Yeah. Well, there's I don't think the, it's more than three. The machine gunnist. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Citronella. <laughs> Sentinella. 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 <laughs> right. Citronella is pretty much. Yeah. But then the. The. Uh, the, the, the nurse. <clears throat> the nurse. She doesn't get naked. No, the, she doesn't get naked. But no. the women that are when they're. Sandal Bergman when they're, get naked. When they're seducing the nurse. Right. To get her ready for the They're wearing a very sheer top. All yeah. of them. Well, they it, were all like, they were all cast thinking there was going to be nude. And then they didn't do a nude. Well, okay then, experts. What are you looking at me for? Clearly, you got the city count nailed down. I'll just sit back over here. I'm well, I'm trying to see where the, where the three are. Just take a little ribbity rest. <laughs> that, is, that is your department. The titty count is your self-proclaimed <laughs> you area me. of ex- expertise. You naysayed me when I said three. You're like, oh, three. I don't think there's three. No? I don't think there's three. Tap in. Take your, take your ribbity legs and count Jump those all titties. over. <laughs> Jump on it. Um. Well, we do. I, I mean, unless you're counting Roddy, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. Just so everyone knows, I'm not. He is shirtless from time to time in this, but yeah, I'm not counting. Yeah, he is. Him. He is. Oh, I was really thinking that the nurse did. Okay. Well, that's my bad. I guess. No. Technically, then one. It's one. And there's some that are like sheer. But... I mean, technically two, but on one person. Right. <clears throat> and some sheer, some some yeah, some see through, just a little yeah, little peekaboo, little, yeah. little peekaboo, little peekaboo. Yes, like so, if they had kept in the the cat tonguing that he gave her, then that would have hurt or earned a more hard R, right? Mm. I mean, I think it's going to be R anyway. Wasn't okay. it an R already? I don't. It, was it R? I'm just saying it didn't. It didn't feel like an R. It doesn't feel like an R. Since we're riveting all all over the place, I should also say, what about the opening, um, the the opening credit sequence, Erica, which we always bring up because mm-hmm. 
This had pictures of the actors mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. done by our boy, Ernest T. Farino, mm-hmm. yep. director of St- eventual director of Steel and Lace, and who did a lot of uh, opening credits for New World. And that was a really good sequence. It was. It's an R. Yeah. It's it is an R. R. It is an, an R. R. By the way, going wow. now riveting over. Soft R. Riveting back over to the frogs. Erica, when we were watching this for like a second time, said that the frogs look good until Bull starts talking. Yeah. Bull looks like crap. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Bull no, looks I, I terrible. His mouth doesn't move. That's the problem. He, well, he has that kind of voice. It's like it looks like his he he, he talks a little fast, mm-hmm. and so if you talk a little fast, it, you need the lips to go mm-hmm. a little quicker. And they weren't made to do that. Yeah, and his eyes don't really move. So his eyes are fixed, and his mouth doesn't move. He just yeah. like Nicole Kidman, and just go with it. Am I right, guys? <laughs> I, I'm thinking no? more Nick Swartzman, Swartzman, and just go with it. But I mean, and that's really peak Nick Swartzman. And, and, <laughs> 2011. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, that's that's your area of expertise, I guess. I didn't realize until now. But but when they are in Frogtown, here you are. You're in Frogtown. And you're thinking, how are we gonna get out of this? Wouldn't like a couple bags of salt take care of it for you? Hmm. Mm. Just chuck some salt on them. Hmm. They're not gonna be coming after you at all. But are the fact that they're also partly human? Do, does that still work? They're frogs. Do you, but you do you just destroy the frog part and keep the human part? It's. I feel like it's still going to hurt like hell having salt put on you. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Or or move. I mean, I'm not or, a frog, but or, yeah. I mean, I would I would agree. <laughs> I mean, you want me to back you up with a yes, and I'm like, I guess. I don't know. I mean, right. If you throw salt on me, I'll on. be like a slightly annoyed because <laughs> I don't my, get my back on this. <laughs> Tell me how it feels. I mean, I'm not a frog, so I don't. Come on, Ryan, you old frog. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing is too, if you just move to a fairly cold climate, you're safe from them, right? What cold they had climate exists? They had twenty plus years of nuclear winters. Yeah, so those frogs should be gone. They had that's what I'm on, saying. Though. That opening that opening monologue says that everybody, all life would be dead. So when then I'll ask a third question. When Roddy Rowdy Piper Just Roddy Piper. The Rowdy yeah, was Roddy. the Rowdy Rowdy Roddy he Piper. Got just Roddy. He did not get Rowdy in this. Okay. He's just no, Rod. but he almost got Rowdy. He's Rod in this. He almost got Rowdy with one of the frogs. He got Rowdy. He almost did. Mm-hmm. He almost got Randy mm-hmm. with one of those frogs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Randy Roddy Piper. Way <laughs> right. more appropriate. Had he given in to her seduction? Mm-hmm. Arabella? Sure. Yeah. Would her pussy be cold? <gasps> oh, no. Wow. Is that what frogs call it? <laughs> <laughs> are you sure that's a technical term <laughs> is that what they call it and just go with it <laughs> didn't you die for, didn't you dissect a, a frog in high school i don't know if that's what they call them now i gotta look it up this is gonna be this is gonna really throw off my search history <laughs> google is gonna be very confused yeah you need to you need to open up an incognito tab for this one do yeah. it yep <laughs> Link to that VPN <laughs> to yourself. <laughs> I'm just saying they're cold blooded. Yeah, I understand. We, yeah, Mars, we, get we, it. we all, we all, we got no it. one got, so, was confused. So what I'm like, what I'm trying to get at is, you're forcing <laughs> us to think about something I didn't want to think about. <laughs> just go with it. <laughs> that and also. <laughs> uh. 
Eric has pulled up a dissected frog. I mean, I was I would suppose so. I I don't think he ever figured it out. My here's where here's where my thought went during mm-hmm. that scene was like, uh-huh. could he get her pregnant? And what would that be? <laughs> what would that right? be? You win. Yeah. Ooh, that's gonna be cold. Yeah. <laughs> that's where our that's what we were thinking. That's where we diverge. <laughs> is what you're saying. But if they did, also I watched this movie and not just go with it. <laughs> but, but did. If they did have a baby, would it be like the baby in V? Hmm. That's when that's what I'm wondering. I think so. I think that's a scene I would have enjoyed <laughs> seeing. I, I wanted to have that happen right. while Ooh, we were a frog right. human birth. A hu- yeah, that's what I'm saying a Let's frog have that. human hybrid birth. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Just for the record, you would have enjoyed watching that. <laughs> My God, June Gloom has changed you. It has changed you. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I just—it's uh, all I know is the darkness. <laughs> it's all I know now. <laughs> this is all I'm used to. This was all right. Let's go to something that we hated. Yeah, let's do it. Let's we're ribbing around. Yeah, let's rib it over there. Uh, Erica, what's something you hated? Oh man, I'm honestly struggling to find things that I hated. I I really am struggling to think of something. I really liked this movie a lot. I guess if I'm going to hate anything, this is very nitpicky. I I mean, I already mentioned that I did I didn't care for Bull. I think he's the least Yeah. Um, but he's in one scene. Yeah. He's the least froggy looking of all the frogs. Commander Toady is the one that is the real bad. Yeah. Commander Toady looks awesome. And he looks great. All the rest of the Even frogs. Even if he has all great. that frill around his collar, which yeah, is I like this frill. Odd. I thought it was kind of fancy. But yeah, that was kind of fancy. It Some made me feel of... like maybe I need to get into like frill around the neck. I don't know. <laughs> Just detracts from your face. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing is detracting you from that face for Commander Toady, but I hear mm-hmm. you. No, not at all. Mark, really what's something you hated? Two things I hated. Okay, here we go. One, when you drop guns, it doesn't sound like you dropped a squirt gun made out of hollow plastic. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. are heavy. Okay. Uh, they make a thud. And if everyone just starts throwing guns on the ground, someone's going to go, what the shit? Because they're going to be afraid of one of those guns going off. Sure. Oh. So, please, can we just get the sound effect of an actual gun being thrown on the or ground? Or maybe that's why they wanted to keep the, the guns from the frogs. Because they don't know... No, but then they dropped the, their guns. That's to, what I'm saying. They dropped the guns. I'm saying get get the sound. Uh, get a maybe sound when effect. you drop it as a frog, it makes a different. But they sound. just have like little froggy fingers. Do you think they can even like control a gun with their they little have froggy really fingers? long fingers? I know, right? Can you imagine you're trying to do a gun and you're just like, <laughs> no, that's penis. That's still again. the penis. You're yeah, still making penis. the penis hands. <sighs> still the penis. Jeez, Erica, the, penis hands. <laughs> 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 just go with it guys just go just with go it. with it the other thing that i that i didn't like or something that i hated is uh we never got to see the three snakes yes what are the three snakes you see that's them true. sort of bulging underneath yes but, but what is and that in the imdb trivia which i always sort of take at face value but th- that said like they were they were puppets and i'm like um, how would you know of what when did we ever see any of that? We saw but, none of that. 
Right, but what were they supposed to be? Were they actual snakes that were just hanging down in his nether regions? That's true. Or did he not only mutate into a frog, but a frog with three penises? I don't don't know. Frogs don't have penises. What do they have? Why do you know so much about frog anatomy? (laughs) (laughs) What is going on? Frogs don't have a penis. The sperm is ejected from the cloacia directly onto the eggs as the female lays them. He is crunching frog penises. Wow. He is crunching frog penises. Well, because I thought, I immediately thought, wow, do frogs have three penises? And I never knew that. And they're just calling them the snakes because they were being funny. This is before or after you looked up our frog vaginas cold. (laughs) (laughs) This is after, right? Oh, your porn algorithm is going to be so weird now. It's going to be so messed up. Everything suggested for you is going to be really strange. You might also like. <laughs> Frog sex? That's all I can think. I don't know. So, But, I, yeah, I wish that would have been something to see. Yeah, that's true. That's In point. a movie that is not afraid to show you. Wait, back like, up. What is it now? We snakes. had a tangent. The, the snakes. snakes. Got it. Okay. The snakes. Okay. But probably it's probably budgetary. I was like, frog sex? What are you talking about? (laughs) But it was probably budgetary. I mean, getting Mm. back to... to, Yeah. Well, a lot um, of this movie, if there's things wrong with it, there's budgetary. I don't have a lot of things I hated about it either because that's the thing. This is a movie that I think is a a solid New World movie. It's It's a very, very Very solid New World world movie. It's just fun. And I think that there was a lot of difficulty in making this. A lot of which we will cover next week when we talk to RJ Kaiser. A little teaser. I would save that for the end of the episode, but we're getting it. Take your little ribbity legs and go ribbity, wherever you we're want. We're should have started place. with that. Yeah. <laughs> should have. I should have started at the end. That's Could what you we should have started back with. back to the beginning? And should have started with research. <laughs> um, but like, Sorry, it's research. <laughs> Thank you. Research. Um, but this movie is like, it's it's it feels a little incomplete. Which is not something that I particularly hated, but it, it, it I did it's that's one thing oh, that no, I No, other f- new world movies really wrap it up and feel <laughs> right. so fulfilling. <laughs> right. Yeah, like you're Cries right. and Whispers. That's I one. felt very good like ah, everything wrapped up with a <laughs> yeah. nice. Is she bow. dead? Is she not? Is mm-hmm. she? I don't know. <laughs> did she come back to life? Right. I don't know. Is she just taking a nap because she's so tired of people reading to her? Are you talking about Cries and Whispers or just go with it? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It sounds like Cries and Whispers, but I don't know. Uh, but yeah, this one, I think if there's anything I hated, I just hated that there was, it felt a little incomplete. It didn't feel like we got everything they wanted to pull off. I feel like we got most of the movie but not all of the movie it feels like we're lacking a few sequences it feels like we're missing just i don't know a couple scenes here and there i i, I well yeah I don't, of course we are i think every, every, i think what we got is fun. what they shot yeah you know but i think they cut a lot out because they it's, gave them more money but also they had to cut back on some things so i you know i i don't think we got everything we could have especially so. at the end it, the the final battle feels like they didn't get to do what they wanted to do. Sure. So they had to sure. piece together what they had. Oh, definitely. And so you have a lot of... He's, well, the in, biggest he's is- in a valley. Oh, wait, no, he's on top of a cliff. Oh, mm-hmm. wait, no, he's back down in the valley again. You're like, wait a minute. Well, one of the biggest, did you the biggest changes run? is that Commander Toadie was supposed to have four arms. Oh, so, okay. Just so four arms, three mm. penises, I guess. <laughs> Even wow. though he doesn't need a penis. So, right. But still. Um, but yeah, you're supposed to have four arms and then that got cut out. And so they were imagining Frakes and Jackson, that is, were imagining a much more, uh, 
a, a, just a wilder fight scene at the very tail end because he was going to have four arms to fight Roddy Piper. Yeah. Okay. But they, we, we didn't get that. Or he could have had three arms to wrestle with those snakes and one arm to fight Roddy Why Piper. Why did we never see those snakes? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm that's back. True. Maybe that's what I hated. I, 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 you know. Okay. I, that's what I hated too, guys. I'm in. I'm back. <laughs> All I right. hated that too. I forgot we didn't get to see those. No. I give this movie a lot of... Um, because like, it's so a lot of new world. It's yeah. very yeah, new world. It's so new world There's, that I'm like, it's fine. We didn't see it. They mentioned it. Whatever. Who else would have made this movie? Sure. I, yeah. I don't even think Vestron would have touched this thing. I no. This is something Charles Band would have been like, I'm good. I've got I've got plenty of you know makeup and heavy laden films. I'm good. Uh, this is a new world. This is only new world could put this out. Yeah, it's a callback to sort of the Death Race 2000 era. Sure, of new world. I mean, it has William Smith, who's yeah. from that earlier era. It has you know, uh, you know, a lot of people that worked in the Corman era working on a new and it's movie. ultimately a road movie. It's right. So, mm-hmm. but do you think some of the reason why you liked it so much, Erica, is because of the hangover of Cries and Whispers? Was yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. yes. Yeah. That helped. Mm-hmm. Yeah, coming yeah, out of June Gloom. Yeah. You get had to I jump watched... into some... You get to ribbit your legs into some <laughs> yeah. sci-fi. I mean, had I watched Death of the Incredible Hulk and then this would have been like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. But luckily, I had the horrible palate cleanser of Cries and Whispers. So I was ready for literally anything. <laughs> <laughs> you would have been more discerning had we gone from May into this. Okay, so then I've already said my favorite scene. Mm. So Erica, what was your favorite there scene? There you go. Mm, God. Okay, I think I have two favorite scenes because it's really, really hard for me to choose. And once it's sort of like this is sort of a long. It's I guess would probably be two scenes. It's not one, you know, one full shot. But when they do find the first girl, when she's been she's escaped and she's they find her and she's like rah, rah, and she's like feral and she's dirty and she's wearing mm-hmm. just like rags <laughs> they clean her up they put her in that peach mm-hmm. sort of onesie jumpsuit yeah. and she's like hey guys there's Frogtown. it's over there and it's like what wait a minute <laughs> she went from being like this wild woman yeah to just being like oh, actually, you just need to turn around and there's Frogtown. It's like right over. She was right tamed like, by Roddy Piper's penis. Yeah. I, I found that scene hilarious. Mm-hmm. Like the miraculous turn that yeah. she made. She was just... rowdy, but then she got yeah. the Roddy. She got mm-hmm. the pipes and then she was fine. She got piped. She had the Pied Piper. Did he ever go by that? Did he ever go by Pied Piper? He, yeah, he did. Did he? Yeah, he, well, he came out of that music. Oh. I mean, he was. I'm he not wore, familiar he, with... he wore a kilt. He did? Yeah. Is that why they called him Piper? I believe it's due to his Scottish heritage. I believe yeah. he was like born in Glasgow but raised in oh, Canada. Wow. Yeah. Am I right about that? Saskatchewan, I think, is where he was raised. Okay. I don't know a lot about him or wrestling, so Clearly. But I'll just you agree. but and yet you you nailed it. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. So that was one of my favorite scenes. I don't think he came out playing the pipe. I think he came out to pipe just music. Just bagpipe yeah. music. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. Nice. Uh, favorite scene. My second favorite scene was when they go into Frogtown and they enter the bar, and you just get to see all the different froggies in there. Yeah, who are in the bar. Yep. I love that. I could yep. have watched that for a much longer than it is. They sort of pan the crowd, and that's it. But one of my favorites is uh the like f- froggy waiter who's just like he really has like a real strut, <laughs> and he's holding. <laughs> I think he's wearing a longish coat, and he's. 
He's holding a tray of drinks, but he really has like a real kind of. I'm doing it right now. He's got like a real. You strut. really, you really are. He really struts going past for the door. So I love Froggy Bar. I really like that one. Sure. Um, I guess I was trying to think like, what's my favorite scene? I guess the the dance of the snakes because yeah, that's really good. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like they talk about it and then they go through this whole ritual about mm-hmm. it and then she does it and. I know that they allowed pretty much Sandal Bergman to kind of come up with the choreography herself. And it looks like it. Yeah. But at the same time, <laughs> it looks like somebody who's like, I don't know. Uh, do you like this? Like, yeah. who's just coming up with it mm-hmm. in real time? And it, Which is what she's trying to do. It feels ex- And it feels almost like that's what she truly did. Right. But, it, you know... Uh, it's you know it's a good scene it's a really you know it's a really good scene about somebody and she plays it really well being like i don't know and then she kind of gets into it because she Mm. was trained by the by the ladies Uh, you know that's she was like hypnotized kind of right yeah they were supposed to get her like more sexified more horny yeah but instead it becomes more of a spiritual thing as they you know tone down the scene a little bit i guess Mm. From what uh, Donald and uh, Jackson and Randall Frake said in the mm-hmm. commentary, but uh, I still thought that was a really—it's g- a good scene, and they talk about it constantly. So, th- but again, it's a good scene that does ultimately have a th- three-tiered letdown of never seen <laughs> the 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 the, uh, the the three snakes. But you I think it's never also pretty hilarious because when you think about animals and you're like, "What's a sexy animal?" Like frog doesn't come to mind. No, 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 <laughs> nope, does not. You're at like, all. nope, not frogs. All I can think about is Kermit, and he was the least sexy little froggy I can ever think about. And we never saw his donger. And he, they <laughs> yeah. made him anatomically correct. Apparently, mm-hmm. <laughs> Mark wasn't he anatomically correct? I, I'm, I and he take... had the little frills around his neck. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> to distract from the face. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's get into final questions. There's our final questions for Hell Comes to Frogtown. Um, uh, Roddy is uh, a protected piece of government equipment. Does he not deserve his own tent? No, he doesn't get a tent at all. He's got to sleep outside in the sleeping bag. On the, yeah. yeah, on the ground. Yeah. yeah. Well, he can't go far, so they've got him by the balls by the short hairs apparently (laughs) the short hairs on your balls Mm. unless you let those things grow wild oh god so maybe a short hairs is a term of endearment because then you're a guy who's like really keeping it tidy right that's right it's a tented yeah if you're like oh the long and split endy (laughs) if you're letting them go so long to have split ends yeah you've but if you say yeah he says they've got us by the long and curlies the they say normally short and too. curlies. But yeah, yes. but they say yeah. the long curlies. Yeah, the long curlies. Then you're like, oh, oh boy. Uh-oh. <laughs> Wait, you you have your short? <laughs> Weird. <laughs> um, Looney says slush is boiled baby tortoise and brown lizards ground up to make a paste. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't look like a paste, does it? Mm-hmm. No, it, it looks, looks chunky. Like really chunky. It looks like yeah. chunky jello. So what's the chunks in it? Tortoise shell. Yeah, maybe they put the, the shell in there. I mean, you got to use it all. Looney doesn't look like a guy who's he's not a master chef. No, no, not <laughs> at all. That's true. That's true. But that scene is also a little Temple of Doom right there. 
Because he has to try yeah, to eat it. Eat he the, does eat yeah, it. He's, he's disgusting. And, and it also it leads me to another question because because uh, Hell is so grossed out by all that. Yeah. And you're like, what do you eat then? Mm-hmm. Well, when they were at the camp, what were they eating there? Nothing. Well, they were cooking something and they were eating it out of a bowl. Oh, that's right. Just like some sort of soup. Do you think it might thing. have been clam chowder? No, they're probably. not children. They're not oh. children, so they probably <laughs> aren't true. into it. Only kids love to climb chowder. It's true. That's an excellent That's point. true. That is a great point. Where are the children point. taught us anything? Yeah. It's a great point. Kids love In fact, it, it only taught us one thing, and that is that kids love clam chowder. It's mm-hmm. the only thing it taught yeah, us. That's a good point. It's a really good point. I don't have a lot of experience with shotguns. <laughs> but but how many times do you think it takes to cock one of those shotguns before you fire it? Um, if you want, I mean, I'm going to defer to Mark on this because I don't know. I mean, they do it many times, right? The answer, the answer to that is once. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Now, if okay. you want to expel the shell that you have in there, just because you're like, I don't like that one. I want to try another I one. Want, I want another one. I want to try another I want one. The I want the other one. The other one's fresher. Then, then you fresher, can do that. Crisp. But one is, it's a one and done thing. Mm. Yeah. 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 It's very strange that they keep doing that. Um, Were frogs the only thing to mutate in this world? Mm-hmm. Oh, there was also like um, Pig Town and Chicken Town, Horsey Town, and <laughs> Horsey Town. I want to go to Horsey Town. Horsey Town. Oh, fun. horse people! <laughs> Can you still ride the horse people in Horsey Town? That's offensive. No, okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes yeah. sense. No. I'm sorry. That's my bad. They don't have guns. They only have bow and arrows. That's my pre-nuclear war thinking. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Sorry, I apologize. <laughs> All right, let's get into some research. Here's our research for Hell Comes to Frogtown. This opened on January 29th, 1988 at the Playhouse Cinema in Victoria, Texas. It played there for one week. They had to do that out of obligation because they needed to do that, I believe, for SAG purposes, that it still had a theatrical release so they couldn't go straight to video. Um, It is then released on VHS and on June 21st, 1988, with oh. a few other New World hits. The longest, the longest day. First day of summer. And there you, that's right. That's right. So, wait. It was released with some other hits on the same VHS? Like, it was a get three yeah, movies? Yeah, they recorded them all on EP speed so they could squeeze a few more on there. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was released along with some okay. other um, New World films, like Biggles. Biggles? Mark Mark has the DVD for Biggles. God. That is uh, uh we'll get to Biggles, that's for sure. Which month does that fall under? That is a good question. Adventure <laughs> month? I don't know what we where we cover that one. I have no yeah. idea. Can't wait. Can't wait. Um Pinocchio and the Emperor of the Night. Aww. <laughs> oh. oh. Familiar. And 68. I don't know if I know that one. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> do you nope not very all right well. not very well so one to discover one to discover a, a a flower that has not yet bloomed um also uh releasing around that time hello again with shelly long yeah mm. yeah um debuting that week ironweed 
I don't remember that ne- one. Meryl Streep, Jack Nicholson. Yeah, definitely not. Doesn't ring a bell. The homeless, I think they are in that movie. Mm. Uh, Full Metal Jacket. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. Teen Wolf Two. Wow. <laughs> a lot of competition for Hell yeah. Comes to Frog Didn't Town. Didn't stand a chance. In the commentary, Jackson and Frakes discussed the casting process and how New World Video's Roy Cox had suggested for Spangle, guess who? Sybil Danning. Mm. Oh, yeah. At which point, that is what doubled their budget to 300000 because New World said, oh, we could... Because, as we know, Cox was instrumental in getting Danning into Reform School Girls because he knew if she was on the box, he could sell a lot of VHS boxes. So... That's what they started with. That's not who they obviously hired. But that also meant that once they were going to hire somebody like Sybil, they started thinking this as a SAG project, which means they started considering bigger names for the for the lead actors, such as Chuds, Daniel Stern, for, mm. for Max Hell. Um, of course, uh, originally, Donald, Donald G. Jackson wanted to cast Sam Mann and Suzanne Solari, both from Rollerblade and Suzanne Solari, plays the runaway girl that we were talking about. Oh, yeah. Who the gets, one that... Who gets that glow who, up who gets, in yeah. the middle of the movie. Oh, yeah. Um, casting wasn't the only compromise, apparently. According to an interview um, with Slash Film that uh, Donald uh, Randall Frakes does, New World rejected an action sequence that James Cameron had agreed to pay for. This is what Randall Frakes says, his quote. Don and I had signed up a stuntman who built a motorcycle designed to flip and roll and always land back upright. This was to be used in the opening action scene where we see government forces capturing Sam. Sam Hell. Sorry, not Max Hell? Sam, Sam Hell. Hell. Sam, Sam Hell. Hell. Why did I say Max? I have no idea. You're thinking about Mad Max? Mad Max. Max? Mad yeah. Max. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. And apparently I'm thinking also about frog vaginas and how cold they are. So I can't get my thoughts straight. <laughs> That's on you, Ryan. That's on you. Didn't want to think about it. We haven't talked about it. Didn't want to think about it. (laughs) Can't stop thinking about it. (laughs) Um, So, Sam Hell, yes. So, um, for budgetary reasons, New World did not want to film the scene, opting instead for a lame graphic, a wanted poster for Sam Hell, followed by red letters stamped over it reading, Captured. Freaking lame. I tell Cameron about this and he's furious. He authorizes me to tell them that he will give the production $100,000 to film our opening chase. New World balked and refused to accept him as an investor, even when he promised to do a cameo in the movie and offered his name as a co-presenter with New World. And by this time in Jim's career, following the Terminator and Aliens movies that he had directed... That would have been a big boost to the movie. New World was just dumb. I'm sure they had their reasons, but they were bogus. Hmm. Hmm. Wow. Harsh. Wow. Harsh criticism. Um, I feel like even in that story, I feel like there's something we don't know. Mm-hmm. Because I, it, it is too good. Like if, you, if James Cameron's coming back to give you $100,000, says he'll co-present it. I'm not sure how much they're loving having a cameo. Because that's only going to be known by so many people. Like having a cameo... I mean, but what is he asking like Jim, for in return for that hundred thousand dollars? That's that's mm-hmm. that's what I'm wondering. So he's also an investor, so maybe they don't get the money out of it. Remember, this is a movie they were going to make for hundred fifty thousand dollars initially. Right. Now he wants to put in extra money and also be a co like he's going to get some of the profits. I don't know. There's something in there that I that I feel like we're, we're we're lacking. Yeah, it's not just as simple as like he'll pay for this scene. 
Um, Donald Jackson, though, after this, never makes another movie for New World. Um, maybe has something to do with the fact that New World kind of closes its doors and stops doing theatrical <laughs> movies in May of 1989. But, you know, who knows? Also, he never made a movie with another studio, so there's that. Uh, in one of his last interviews, since he has passed on, here's his explanation for why his relationship soured with New World. He says, quote, By the time we finished Frogtown, they hated me because I am a very hands-on director. The downfall of the relationship all started at one point, the first day of shooting, when they had an art director creating one of the sets. When he finished, I checked it out, and it all looked too clean and pretty to be part Mm. of the film. I told him about it, but he didn't listen. He had all the arrogance of an art director, and he felt he had to answer to no one. So when he stormed off of... (laughs) Sorry, bumped my table. So when he stormed off of the set... uh, So... Sorry. So when he stormed off the set, I got a few cans of spray paint and went out and spray painted graffiti on the wall of the set. When he came back, he freaked out. He complained to the powers at New World that they had and they had a talk with me. They told me everybody has their job on a studio film. Yours is to direct the actors. So that was the beginning of the end. I never wanted to make another movie for them. Wow. Hmm. Hmm. Fairly definitive. I mean, also, don't fuck with the sets, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, dude. I mean, dude. I mean, come on, man. They teach you that in high school. Yeah. He was going to make this initially, you know, on his own, on 16 millimeter, with Randall Frakes as one of his few crew members running around the desert, just like making it up as they went. I mean, well, I think this is better than that. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. I mean, we won't see what that was. Well, but... here's the thing. You will see. You could see oh, oh. what that was. Because he didn't make another movie with New World, but he did make more Frogtown films. Starting with oh. Return to Frogtown, a.k.a. What? Frogtown 2 in 1993. This is a movie he did on his own without Randall Frakes. He wrote it, directed it, cinematographer. He was the cinematographer on... Uh, Hell Comes to Frogtown for a minute before he was replaced. Um, this time, Robert Zadar takes over as Sam Hell. Is that the maniac cop guy? Maniac cop guy. Oh, wow. wow. That's a big jump. That's a jump. That's a jump. So that's a t- totally different personality. Totally. B- besides the look. The guy is a heavy and he looks like a villain. Yeah. And so this is a jump. Denise Duff, who was in Subspecies 2 and 3, she takes over as Spangle. Hmm. Here's the letterbox synopsis. In the sequel to Hell Comes to Frogtown, the mutant frog leader of Frogtown kidnaps a professor, played by Lou Ferrigno. Oh, wow. Lou Ferrigno. And forces him to make a serum that will turn everyone into frogs. They also kidnap some people to test the serum on. And courageous Sam Hell will have to save them. Mm. Then in 1996, Jackson made Toad Warrior with Scott Shaw taking over uh, Sam Hell. Here's the letterbox synopsis. Oh, actually, the letterbox synopsis says that he's playing Max Hell. Here's where I got confused. This film follows the lead character Max Hell. I think they maybe mean Sam Hell. Or maybe it was just a different. They were like, this is too big of a jump. It's a different Hell. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, I haven't seen any of these. Hell was a common name in post a lot. Pop- <laughs> right, everybody had that last yeah. Well, I mean, he worlds. was he. Mm-hmm. Sam was, you know, 
having sex with everyone and maybe mm-hmm. this is like years down the road yeah. and one yeah. of his progeny who knows and he made everybody sign when he had sex with them you keep that my last you name. have to keep, you my, have last to keep name. my last name yeah, yeah. that's yeah. part of it that's part of it i won't be around for any part of the rearing <laughs> process but um he goes on a mission to rescue rescue dr trixie t from the clutches of the evil mickey o'malley mm. played by joe estevez <laughs> what? Martin Sheen's brother, what? Joe Estevez. <laughs> and then finally, in 2002, there's Max Hell Frog Warrior, which is just a re edit of Toad Warrior, but shorter. Wow. <laughs> it's like when they re edited that, ep- that season of uh, Arrested Development. It's just a, a re edit. Yeah, they redid it, but, but, not, but not shorter, oh, is the oh, thing. Right, this one's right. shorter. Which is fun to read those letterbox um, reviews because they're like, this is just Toad Warrior. Which is like, if you're this deep, and I'm like, I'm feeling all of their responses. Like, and I'm like, I'm with you. Because if you go that deep into the Frogtown franchise, uh-huh. and then you go to the fourth one, you're like, they got to complete it. And then it's just a shortened version of the one you've already watched. You're, yeah. I mean... I get you're you're legit mad, and I understand. I mean, you have committed to the Frogtown movies, but you have to give who's the guy that made those the sequels again? What's his name again? Well, Donald Jackson is he made the second one. I don't think he directs the third. Okay, who makes the third and the fourth one? The third one is actually Scott Shaw, who takes over the lead Mm -hmm. role. So I believe that that was was directed it too and wrote it. For Max Hellfrog Warrior, um, I know he did the uh, the re-edit. Yeah, and it's actually Scott Shaw and Donald G. Jackson. So I so, think Donald G. Jackson sticks around for most of them because he was making a lot of movies with Scott Shaw, other movies. My point is just to say, re-editing the third one into a shorter version is like the most Corman thing you can do. And thinking... But he didn't. I can get. He a didn't li- add can, footage from other places. Right, but though. I can get a little more money out of this bad boy sure, if I sure. just do a re-edit. Well, Corman would have maybe added just a couple other moments and then and maybe just some reti- boobs, just some boobs, and retitled it, and then just <laughs> sent it back out. True. Genius. He wouldn't have taken such Genius. a long period of time to do like a real delicate, you know, edit. But all right, that's it. That is it for Hell Comes to Frogtown. Any final thoughts, guys? I love you. (laughs) Thank you for listening to this episode. I hope you'll enjoy, we hope you'll enjoy all of our content for Sci-Fi July. If you want to learn more about the podcast, you can go to our website, newworldpicturespodcast.com. You can buy t-shirts. You can hear all of our past episodes and learn a little bit about us and our bios. (laughs) There's a lot to learn. Not a lot to learn. There's a lot. Not a a lot. lot. Barely anything, quite frankly. Articles. You can listen to our episodes, buy our t-shirts. You can learn that all of our genitals are cold to the touch. (laughs) All of them. All of them. I see cold. Inside and out. And we'll see you next time on the New World Pictures (laughs) Podcast. Bye, everybody. Ribbit.